You're listening to The Devoted Podcast, where our desire is to be women devoted to the Word of God. We're so glad you're here, and we pray you'll be challenged and encouraged as we look to God's Word together. Hey, and welcome to The Devoted Podcast. Glad you guys are here. Man, you know, the whole reason that this little podcast exists is to be a place of encouragement and probably a whole lot of challenge for all of us, but for us to be encouraged and be challenged to be women that are fully devoted to God's word. I pray that as you listen in and we have these chats, because I I do kind of view these as just us sitting down and if we could just talk, and this is kind of the things that we would talk about, but that you would just be drawn to your Bibles and the God that wrote it. That's really what we want to do. I am so passionate about God's word. And my goal is to walk alongside a whole lot of other women who share that passion and really invite many others to join us in this. So with that, I want to invite you guys to share this podcast with others. I can't tell you how much I love to hear from a podcast listener or someone maybe who's coming to one of the Athey Women's Studies and and just to hear the stories of how God is just speaking through his word. It's amazing, guys. And I and I mean that. It's because I know it's not my words. I'll have gals that send in an email or maybe come up from something on the podcast or maybe, like I said, on one of the studies on something I've never even talked about, but it was a scripture that was that was spoken. It was it was something that they read in a study or something they heard on the podcast where God's word did what it said it's going to do. And it, and it does its work on us. Those are the things that are the most meaningful is how God's word is speaking to you guys. So that just excites me because as women, we play a key role in our families, in our churches, you know, honestly, our, our communities at large to really walk out what God's beautiful design is for us as women, but also just to be builders. You know, I love in Proverbs 14, one, when it talks about the wise woman builds her house. And do you ever pause when you hear that scripture? I was reading that recently at the Proverbs study, and and we talked about that for a little bit, but you just pause and it, it doesn't say the wise man builds his house. It actually is is pulling out women here as being builders. Now, I'm not, I, I think there's lots of things in scripture that it is very applicable to anyone, anyone that we are to be builders and encouragers and all those kinds of things. But I I think it's worth noting that it's highlighting that it's a woman that builds her house. And it says the wise woman builds her house. So, you know, here Proverbs is telling us that we as women that we're builders and, and what should that look like? One of the things that is vital when you're building anything is to have the right materials, right? You have to have good materials to build something that you want to be a strong structure. And I I think often we probably view this more as like, well, that's a guy thing. Guys build buildings or whatever. Well, not all, but you know, we see this as more in gender terms, but this is saying that women were builders. And so we know we want to have right materials when we're building. And I, and I sort of view this podcast in a, is as a small piece of pointing you to the main thing, which is God's word itself. And, and that is where we get the materials that we need to build and not tear down. It's it's the word itself that helps us to really have those good materials. So, you know, our flesh is where we're going to find all the things that are destructive and the things that tear down in our relationships or in our homes or, you know, wherever we're working. That's going to be our flesh that will run rampant and have things that will be destructive. 
But the good materials, the things that we'll be building and not tearing down are going to come from the word. So with that, I, I just want us to keep up and sort of maintain our building supplies, if you will. And I think in some ways, this podcast can point people to what is our ultimate, the best building supply that we can have of being the word and and knowing where to look for how we build a really strong structure. So I love that we get to do that. A couple things, you know, we're just wrapping up our spring Athey Women's Study in Proverbs, and it has been such an amazing study. If you were not able to join us live, or maybe you grabbed the book and you're like, oh, I'll catch up on the on the teachings and stuff later. Awesome. You are now going to be able to go on to the, you won't have to register, obviously, for the study or anything like that because the study is, uh, is finished up. But you can go on to the Athey Creek Gear webpage and, and the book will be there if you decide that you want to do that one later. But wow, that's been a really, really, <laughs> I don't know. Again, you guys know me. I'm not much into fluff. It's not been fluffy. It's not been fluffy. I, I joked the other night that the book is pink, but that's kind of where the fluff sort of ended with Proverbs. And I, in a great way, I, I don't think that the Lord, he didn't write his book just to give us a whole bunch of feel good answers that, you know, make us just all warm and fuzzy. Nope. Nope. He's speaking truth through his word. And so there's been some things, there's been some weeks, there's been some days probably in your homework that we've covered in Proverbs that the Lord's work has just been on full display there. So I've loved that. It's definitely been challenging, but it's been really, really good. And I, it's like I said earlier, it's been amazing to hear where you guys have been in that study. So I love hearing that. So Lord willing, we will be back in the fall with our next study. That one is also slated to be an eight-week study, but I say slated because schedules and things can change. But that's going to be a really great study that we'll pick up sometime in September. I will get to you guys later on what the dates will be, but that's kind of the plan. So sometimes I get the question of, man, Amy, why doesn't Athey Creek do year-round studies? Why don't, why don't you just have go from study to study to study? I do sort of have an opinion on this, so take it with a grain of salt because you're about to hear Amy's opinion. I do love to provide lots of things that bring you right back to the word itself. I really do. That's what I want to be all about. But I also don't necessarily want to do hand-holding Bible study. And I, and I hope you hear my heart on that on, on what I mean, but sometimes we can get into this habit of, of sort of letting something else or maybe an organization or a church or whatever just kind of dictate where the Lord would take our Bible study, you know? So, you know, I, I know there's been seasons in life where I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm not really in a Bible study or whatever. And, and then waiting till the next one starts back up and it's like, oh, okay, well, when that study comes up, then, then I'll start doing Bible study, you know, then I'll start doing that. And I'm sort of, you know, in doing so, you're sort of letting something else dictate what your Bible study is going to look like and when. Now, I love these tools, obviously, or else we wouldn't be producing these things. I think they're great. But I also actually think the breaks are actually pretty good, too, because I think it allows us to evaluate where we should be studying and, and for us to do some of that on our own. And that should be a conversation with the Lord. So a, taking a break or taking a time where we're not providing a study right at that season is not like, oh, well, I guess I just won't do Bible study again till the fall. Oh, please don't let that be that. We don't want to do that. So that's kind of where, where I land on why we don't do all the year-round studies, but it doesn't mean that we don't 
want to always be studying the scripture. Do want to tell you a couple things coming up in June, we will have the renewed conference. It's going to be June 24th and 25th. I think I've talked about it here on the podcast. It's on the website if you want all the information. But also, you know, you guys know I love the podcast so I can sit here and chat with you guys a little bit. What's my heart with conferences, you know? It's kind of interesting because I do think that I think women's conferences can be great. I also think there's can be a lot of women's conferences that can just be not great, you know. So with us, we always want our conferences to be pretty meaty, you know, to be real. I I really just I don't want to give us a bunch of fluff. Honestly, there might be times we might not always have a conference. It's it's we really just pray about what the Lord has for us. You know, last year we brought in a speaker. We brought in Elisa Childers and it was amazing. I might do that again. Might not. I don't know. Guys, I just really pray about what those should look like. But what I want them to do, what I think the purpose of them is to cause us to, you know, have some really concentrated set aside time that we get to go deeper into the word that it's going to challenge us. Like I said, it's going to be meaty, and it's probably not going to be fluffy. You know, I'm all down and cool with the girl stuff, you know, hangouts and craft nights and paint nights or, you know, whatever you want to do. But I kind of put that on you guys to do those things and have that kind of fellowship that you would do with a group of friends and a group of people from your church or the the group that maybe after church you're going to dinner with and, and that what that kind of community looks like and what that fellowship looks like. I think that stuff's amazing. But I do kind of put that on you guys to orchestrate those things for the most part. What I feel like I've been called to do is gather women either in person or, you know, here we are on the podcast to really study and look to God's word. That's really, that's really just what my heart and desire. So I also love when you guys, when we do get to come and we are in the big room together, or maybe it's at your house. I love when you guys get to come into a room and just look around and see all the women that are there also wanting to look to Jesus and have a submitted life to his word. I mean, it's just really encouraging because I think sometimes the world can make us feel like we're so alone in the things that you believe. You know, you really take the Bible at its word like that? I mean, really? I mean, you can kind of feel like you're you're a little alone in that. And so I do think it is so valuable to take the time to come to a conference, come to a Bible study where you're able to actually be around a whole bunch of women and just kind of gives you a chance to see who the people are that you are in the trenches with. And I think that's really important for us, you know, especially now in the in this day. So if you're interested in coming to the Renewed Conference, it's going to be great. I'm going to speak. Also, Debbie Metter, Pastor Brett's wife, will be speaking. And then also Sharon Fox, who is an amazing gal from our church. So we're going to be talking on different things. I'm not going to, I always just, like I said, pray about where this will go. Right now, we're, we're going to be landing. We're going to be spending some time in Romans 12. I don't know where all the other speakers are going to go. I'm going to spend some time in Romans 8 too. So I'm really looking forward to what the Lord has for us. We get to do worship all together. Oh, goodness. I think we have some fun dessert the first night. And then on Saturday, we have a couple sessions. And then we have a Q&A that we'll do with Everett with all the speakers. And then I think you also can uh, purchase lunch too. If you want to do, we do like a box lunch. And by then our weather is going to be amazing, right? It's going to be amazing. And you guys are going to be able to kind of spread out and just kind of meet some people and sit with some folks and have some lunch. But I think it's going to be really great. So if you're our local, 
go and, you know, grab your ticket and join us in person. If you are not local, now I'm going to say something to only my non-local folks. So if you're like, well, what does not local mean? It means like not local, guys. It means like I'm in Ohio and listening. I'm in Massachusetts. I'm in Texas. I'm in Alabama. It's it's those folks. So those of you who feel like you're a, a drive from the church, but you're technically local. Sorry, this one's not for you. So don't be too mad at me. But I really want to talk to the the folks that are all over. We've got watch parties all across the country that are tuning in. So if you were going to gather a group of gals to kind of be part of the conference with us, meaning you're going to be watching live on a Friday evening and then also on Saturday, then we want to know who you are. So if you will send us an email at women at athecreek.com and uh, let us know where you're at, your address, and how many women are going to be joining you. We want to send you guys like a little conference package for the ladies that will be gathering with you there for the conference. So if you are not local, again, I'm so sorry if you're like, okay, but it's a 40-minute drive to church. Sorry, I really am trying to reach out to our folks that cannot ever attend with us in person. So Georgia, Alabama, wherever you're at, and you are going to put together a group of gals, then let us know because we want to send some stuff your way. So, but either way, whether you're joining us online, whether you're going to join us in person, bring your Bibles, gals, because that's the main thing. That's what we're going to be all about for the Renewed Conference. So that's coming up in June. Also, we're about to launch here on a little bit of a a podcast break. And some of you may be moaning. And I, I totally get it because you guys know I really do love getting to chat with you guys on the podcast. And it's always a little bit bittersweet when I when I take a break. So why I do this, I push real hard. <laughs> January through the end of May, June, we do the renewed conference and then push again really hard August through the end of November, which leaves just basically July and then December as much as Christmas allows us, right? To kind of do a check-in, do some future planning, write um, the studies that will be coming up. And it's just really important to me to not shortcut those. I really want to spend a lot of time in some serious study and, and prayer. And so that just takes some time that unfortunately, I just, I'm not able to do both. However, it does not mean that there won't be any podcasts this summer. So I want to give you guys a couple ideas for your Tuesday void that you might be having or maybe just whatever day you listen to the podcast. But there's a couple things. Not a lot of people know because I'm just going to go ahead and tell you I was one of the people that did not know for a long time that apparently we have a video podcast. And the video podcast is not these ones right here of me in the closet because trust me, nobody wants to see me right now. It's it's a scary picture. But these are, uh, there's a video podcast of whenever we do our devoted live and our devoted live are our once a month meetings that we're at the Athey Creek Sanctuary. And um, most of them obviously have been with people. There are some really old devoted lives in there that were when we couldn't have people in the sanctuary and we were all online even. It's kind of crazy to think back that far. But there's a whole bunch of these devoted lives that, again, are a video podcast. You don't have to watch them. Honestly, you know, you can still pull it up on iTunes and it's a little bit of a different search. We're trying to make it a little easier for you to search for it. But if you search for Athey Creek, you're going to see it under there. And they're Athey Creek and it's a video um, podcast and it'll have the devoted live wording right there so you can find it. So if you're like me, one of the reasons I'm not a great 
YouTuber sometimes is because I actually just like to listen to my stuff as I'm going throughout my day and I don't actually watch it. So you can always go to Apple and go to iTunes, wherever you listen, and you can just listen. Just know that it is a video thing. It's probably playing that on your phone at the same time. I will say with the video, though, you're able to see the keynote and some of the presentation stuff that is behind me when I'm when I'm speaking to. So so anyway, those are there. Those video podcasts of The Devoted Live. And then also there's just there's this podcast. You know, some of you guys I have talked to and you're like, Amy, I've listened to every single episode. And guys, there's like 85 now, which I personally just that seems like a giant number to me right now. But that's a lot of episodes. So maybe you haven't caught all 85. So maybe you want to go back and listen to some that you haven't heard. One of the ones, if you didn't catch the series that we did in January and February when we did the beautiful design series, that one has just been really important, I think, for us gals to tune into. And and it's one of those that every time I think about it, I'm like, oh, did I unpack this enough? Did I unpack this? Who knows? I'll probably go back and, and do different pieces again. But I think it was really good for us to very slowly look through some of those issues that really pertain to our design and how God created us to be and, and some of the roles we play, whether it's at home or in church or in work, but all of those things, the Lord, the, the word speaks to that. And I think it's really important for us to understand that biblically, not according to what the world's lens is it, but to really understand that biblically. So if you didn't catch the beautiful design series, go and check that one out too. And then also this summer, we'll just kind of probably, and I'm saying probably because I truly don't know when, but we'll probably have some random kind of bonus episodes. Last summer I did that. I just popped in in the middle of summer and did one. And, I, and I'd like to do that a couple more times, but I always just like to be really prayerful about that because it really matters to me, guys, what comes out on this podcast. I just it, I just cringe to think that we would ever just throw out an episode just to check a box of, you know, meeting the schedule or whatever. No, I mean, seriously, no one's got that kind of time. I, I would rather not put an episode in your feed, you know, that's just going to fill space if it's if it's something that I just don't feel like man, this is something from the word that that would be really impacting. So it just matters to me that I don't just give you guys something to just fill your time, but that it would be really meaningful. Like I said, kind of meaty. Remember, we we're not much about the fluff. We really want to just focus on what the word says. So that one is a big deal to me. So with all that, I got a couple asks for you guys, okay? And I'm going to say this stuff. Feel free to pause, come back. But I have a couple asks for you. First of all, I'm going to ask you to subscribe to this podcast. When you subscribe, it allows these random things that Amy might throw in the feed over the summer. You're going to get notified that we did that. Um, otherwise, you might kind of fall out of the habit of what's that we're dropping an episode and you will not know when we put one in there. So click subscribe so you will know what we're up to. And then also then when we come back on our regular Tuesday schedule, you're going to be all in the know and you're going to see it right away. So subscribe to the podcast. That really helps. Also, go ahead. I know I always give this disclaimer. I probably need to stop giving this disclaimer. Okay. If you're brand new to the podcast, you know that sometimes I don't love social media. A lot of times I'm telling women to get off of it because I think it just totally sucks our time. With that, I'm just going to go ahead and say, put some diligence, put in your just self-discipline, right? Okay, be self-disciplined about it. But I am going to actually tell you to go subscribe to Instagram. Go ahead and subscribe to our Instagram account at Athey Women. Here's what you're going to find there. And this is why I feel like I can defend this and I love this so much. But we put some really fabulous biblical content on there. Great verses, verses that our graphics team is just 
outstanding. And they have just artwork of different verses that you can have as the screensaver on your phone, or it's just really good stuff to have in your feed. You're also going to find all the event reminders and all that kind of stuff. I also just kind of pop on randomly and we'll either do like a video Devo or you know, just sharing something that the Lord's put on my heart and sharing some scriptures that way. So I do get, I like to do that with Instagram that I can't really do that. You know, even with the podcast, I, I do a episode with you guys, but it won't be on for like at least a week because of the time it takes to process for the way that we do it. So Instagram gives me a chance to actually just do some quick videos and get to talk to you guys. So we do that. Also, our Titus 2 team is just really, man, unsung heroes over there and they're amazing. And so they often write some devotional stuff that we get to put on that as well. So I know if you haven't totally written off all social media, subscribing to Instagram, our, our Athe Women account is, there's some good, good stuff there. So the other one is we do have a newsletter that um, has some of this stuff in it. And then also our Athe Women YouTube channel. Gosh, there's all kinds of stuff in there, guys. So we'll put all of this stuff in the show notes. So you're, you don't have to remember all that. We'll provide the links for you guys to go check that out. But I recommend doing those things so that you can kind of stay up on, on what we're up to. So I also want to give you a couple ideas, though. What are you going to do on Tuesdays when there's no podcast? Okay, remember I said earlier that just because the study is concluding or just because, you know, the podcast isn't there, we don't want to stop putting in good stuff, right? We want to we're keeping up with those building materials that the Lord has given us in his word. So don't ditch your good building materials. We need to keep that going. So just a couple ideas that I like to just sort of mix it up a bit, maybe even with the summer schedule, you know, summer has a little bit of a different rhythm. A couple ideas of things, maybe uh, just podcasts and stuff that you can kind of check out this summer, maybe if you haven't before. One of them might just be, you might want to pick a book, maybe that Athey's done. Go on atheycreek.com, check out the teachings and and uh, pick a book that you can just download all the teachings and maybe just listen to, you know, one of Pastor Brett's teachings that he's done once a week on Tuesdays. That could be a great thing to do. So maybe check some of those out. I also have been recommending a lot recently, the Elizabeth Elliott podcast. And I've just been really enjoying this one. There's something, her voice is very soothing to me for some reason. And it, she's just, she's very matter of fact, but she's, she's very biblical. She, she just really likes to point people to the word. And so that might be a, one to check out if you haven't already, but you know, kind of mix it up on, on what you listen to a little bit. But as we talk about a ton on here, be really discerning about some of the things that are out there as well and make sure that things are really looking to scripture and and they're not, you know, just throwing out their opinions for for all kinds of things. So we really want to make sure things are very biblically based. So the other thing I just wanted to do as you are looking at this summer to be very prayerful about where you should study, but it's not an if you should study. Earlier when I was mentioning that we we take these breaks in our studies, right? And partly it's that I, I don't want you to get into a, a rut or a mode where someone's just doing some handholding and telling you like, you're going to study this next and then you're going to study this next. And no, it really should be about how you are, where you think the Lord has you, you know, pray about where you should study, but it's a where you should study and not an if you should study. You know, uh, Ephesians uh, 5.15, I quote this one often, but that's the one that says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Man, guys, the, again, these days are evil. So I just don't want to waste a single day where I'm not getting to know the God of the Bible more. I don't want to waste a single day where I'm not opening his word. 
Pray about where you should study, but not if you should study. You definitely should be studying the word. Studying the word is not something that you take a break from. Okay. And and I, I think sometimes we can go, oh, okay, well, the study's done. And that was like a, you know, maybe it was a really big study, maybe it was really intense. Studying the word, it can look different. You know, you can go at a different pace, but we really should not look, you don't ever need a break from God's word. Does that make sense? I mean, like never. You really, really don't. Some of it is just applying good diligence to our, our study of the word. I love, you know, 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says, Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Man, we need that word, that reminder to be steadfast and immovable. And being in the word, being steadfast, even in the word, is so important for us to be laboring with the Lord. And that's the stuff that's not going to be in vain. How do we spend our time? You know, Galatians 6, it says, for for the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. Okay. So like, you know, what you, if you're going to put bad stuff in, you're going to get bad stuff out, right? But the one who sows to the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. And then it's in verse nine of chapter six that it says, let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Sometimes I know that it can feel like we we get that little, I just want to give up. Maybe you've been studying scripture at a, at a certain pace and maybe you're kind of, you're hitting a wall and you're frustrated. Maybe like, I just don't understand what this is, what this is talking about. I don't understand what this is meaning. Boy, don't give up. Don't give up. Set it aside. Don't be upset or let it frustrate you too much when there's tricky passages or things that you just don't get, but come back to them later. But still just keep going. Don't grow weary in doing good and don't don't grow weary in, in studying the word. Just to have some of the biblical pictures of what God's word is to us, just to remind you guys of these. But I love when Jesus reminds us that he is the living water. It's in John 7, 37, where he says, um, where he stands up in the crowd and, and Jesus says, anyone who is thirsty may come to me and anyone who believes in me may come and drink. He's likening himself here to being the living water. And I love this picture because here's the thing, is anybody going to go a day this summer without water? You're just not going to do it, right? Even if, you know, you're going to, you're on some extreme diet, you're not going to be giving up water. And sometimes I think we need that same picture of would we even go a day without the living water, without the living water of Jesus, without his word? Should we do that? Man, I don't think we should. He is the living water. His word is what really satisfies us. And so we don't even want to look at that as like, would there be one day where we didn't take that in? And like I said, there can be all kinds of different paces in which you go. We might have hit our Proverbs study really hard and really gone through that and really just dug deep on that study. Maybe you did that. Maybe you didn't have a ton of time in the Proverbs study. And so maybe you were hitting like one day of homework here and one day here. Maybe it's just a pace of going back and, and catching some other things. It, it, it's so okay to do that. But the point is, is to not take a break from the word. We really do need it. So we, the word is obviously that picture of that living water. Jesus also remind, uh, reminds us that it's really the bread that we need. It's in John chapter six. I love that whole chapter, but John six thirty five, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger and whoever believes in me shall not thirst. And then again, down and you go a few verses down to verse 51, he says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. 
and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Guys, it's, uh, we, we know these scriptures, you know, if you've been a, a believer a long time, you're like, yeah, yeah, I know that the word is the, the bread we need. I know that that when we're really hungry, that's where we go. But we kind of Christianese those phrases a little bit. But if you just take that down to its bare, you know, bare bones here, the word Jesus is our bread and our water. And we know that those are two things. He likens it to two things that we know that we really, really, really need in our day. It's a daily, daily thing. So just reminders of what the word is. We, we know these things, but it's our necessity that we need it. So whatever you, however you pray about the things that you should be studying. And like I said, it's a where you're studying, maybe a how you're studying, but it's not an if you are studying, but let it be something that whether it's you're just tackling one verse a day, or maybe you decide to do something that, that's more than that, but don't take a break. Keep going, keep going, get that living water, get that daily bread that you need every single day. So, so important for us. So one other thing that we're going to do this summer, and this is actually one of our past studies. So here you can just kind of chalk this into a suggestion of something you could pray about you wanting wanting to do. But we are going to kind of just do a little bit of a reboot of the Psalm 119 study that we did a couple years ago. So it, this one has a book. So if you want to just kind of do this one. It's just going to be done at your own pace. We're not going to be meeting as a group or anything like that. Remember, already said, taking a break from that until the fall. But you can kind of do this at your own pace if you did not do that one before. Or honestly, even if you did 119 before that we did. Oh, man, I love Psalm 119. I'm going to talk about that in just a second. But oh, my goodness, do I love Psalm 119. So if you are looking for a book that you can kind of study along with, that one is it's on the Athey Creek on the gear page. And it's got the study book and then also has like a text booklet that goes with it. That's just the text of Psalm 119. So it's just 20 bucks on the website. You can go on there and order that. Also, Hopefully starting the first weekend of June, I'm not totally sure when they're going to be there, but we will also have available for five bucks, you can get some um, scripture cards that have been done up that go along with the Psalm 119 study. And I love those for a couple of reasons. Yep, they're pretty and all of that. That's great. But they're so great because they're such a good size that you can just kind of put them wherever you can put them on your mirror, put them in your car, put them where you do dishes um, and kind of commit some of these verses to memory. And I really do love that. If you participated in our John study, it's that same size of card that we had from back then. So those will be five bucks. They kind of go along with the Psalm 119 study and you can do that too. But the the heart of this is is just to kind of go at your own pace. If you really wanted to put your own group together, you absolutely could. There are some teachings that go with these. They're sh much shorter than what I do right now. They're like 20, 30 minutes long. And you can see those on the Athey Women YouTube channel if you wanted to watch those. But you don't have to. They, it's not like you have to see that in order to be able to do the book. But you could put your own group together, which I think could be so fun. And man, if that sounds intimidating when I say that of, of you know, bringing some gals together, meeting at a coffee shop or having somebody over in your house on Friday mornings, man, take the pressure off take the pressure off. Man, even if you had two friends, one friend, five friends, whatever it is that you just that you just got together and prayed together Friday mornings through the summer or, you know, whatever that looks like. Wow, that would be such a rich time for you gals. So I really encourage you to kind of ditch any preconceived notions that to put a group together needs to be scary and take a bunch of planning and be perfect and all that nonsense. It does not. It needs to be centered around the word. 
And man, if you can check that box, it is time well spent. So, and being centered around the word means gathering too and, and, and praying together, seeking the Lord together. I think that's just so awesome. So definitely encourage you guys to do that. If you want to do the 119, it is just a six-week study. You'll start seeing some social media images, and I might do a couple video devos on Instagram. I think we're shooting for July and August is when most of those will come out. It's not real homework intensive. It's five days of homework, like I said, a six-week study. If you guys have done one of our studies before, I'm just not huge on doing 30 questions of homework. It's not going to take you hours a day. I like to give questions that first and foremost, make you look to your Bible, you know, kind of the whole point. And I like to ask questions that make you really think it through and hopefully look at the text through a deeper lens than maybe you had before. So that's that's my goal. And like any kind of Bible study that you do, you do sort of get out what you put into it. But I don't say that in sort of a, you know, a judgy statement kind of way, because honestly, every day might look a little different for what you can do. And and I just don't think we need to get hung up on that. We are often our worst enemies when it comes to what Bible study or even our own quiet time with the Lord should look like. You know, it's got to look like exactly this, 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 or else we haven't done it right or something. I think that's just all stuff that we just put in our own head. I think a lot of times it's the enemy just trying to keep you from your time with the Lord and growing in the Lord and growing in the knowledge of his word. So just recognize that he doesn't want you to do any of that. So be aware of that. But just show up, you know, five minutes, an hour, whatever it is that you can commit to studying the word, spending time with the Lord, man, the Lord is so going to meet you in that. So with the studies or whether you're doing this one or a different one, I love writing scriptures down. If there's ever extra lines on something that I don't have a lot of my own thoughts to put down, man, I just want to write the scriptures out. And I think that helps it to stick. So I love praying those scriptures. Man, if you can take a scripture that popped out to you and then pray that back to the Lord, I love that. So in general, I love doing studies and Psalms for the summer. Yeah, the chapters themselves are shorter. But also, you know, Psalms just, they have a different rhythm to them, don't they? You know, some shorter, some longer. And it's sort of like our summers too. Summers typically have a different rhythm to our daily life as well. But so just a couple things just to wrap up the podcast, but I just kind of wanted to give you a little sneak peek on Psalm 119. As I was flipping through that book from you know, like I said, we did it a couple years ago. Psalm 119 has just always been a fave. I love this one so much. It's the longest chapter in the Bible. And I love that the longest chapter in the Bible is about the Bible. I mean, it's a whole chapter of how great the Lord's commandments and his precepts and his testimonies. And that's what it's about, the whole thing. And if you're like, oh, well, doesn't that sound repetitive and boring? No, it's not. It's so, so good. So sneak peek, let me just read a couple verses here in Psalm 119, verse 57. It says, the Lord is my portion. I promise to keep your words. Verse 58, I entreat your favor with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your promise. When I think on my ways, I turn my feet to your testimonies. I hasten and do not delay to keep your commandments. Okay, four verses. And you're going to find as you study 119, it's, man, there's so much. But just just a couple things on just this section. The Lord is my portion. What does that look like? That the Lord would be our portion. And asking ourselves, man, is he our portion? That word a portion there just means like an allotment, or if you look it up, it's a share of something set aside for a specific purpose. 
it's an already sectioned out thing. And it's asking us, is the Lord something that is set aside for us? Is he our portion? Or do we take on a bunch of other stuff that's not what the Lord has set aside for us? And, and do we make that our portion? I, I also love in Psalm 16, 5, it says, the Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. And it says, you hold my lot. Beautiful piece in the psalm right there, that that verse right there, the Lord is my chosen portion. Do you ever think about whatever your day looks like today? Do you think that it was just chance that you have 25 things to do or maybe nothing to do today? Or do you think about it as the fact that this was your chosen portion today? That whatever you have in front of you, the Lord gave that to you. He assigned that piece to you today. If you're in a particularly difficult season of life that you just like, could this please end? Do we ever think of those seasons as hard as they may be as that was my assignment for right now? I think that's the encouragement that we actually have. And, And if you're like, that doesn't sound very encouraging. It is to me because those are reminders that we aren't the one that is, you know, pulling the strings on that. It's the Lord that is is controlling that and he portioned it for us. He's given us an assigned portion. I love that. So uh, that verse part, the Lord is my portion. And then he says, I promise to keep your words. I promise to keep your words. I. This is one of the things we talk about a ton because you can read the word, right? But are we actually doing the things that it says? Often we just don't take the words that we say, or maybe even sometimes the things that we hear very seriously, you know, and he says, I promise to keep your words. That's a strong word, promise. Actually, in in our house, this word is funny. We don't really allow this word very much amongst our kids and stuff. We've always said, "Eh, okay, like a promise is something that if you're talking about a, a commitment in marriage, yeah, use the word promise. That's a good one. But we'd be really, really careful and guarded with that word. In Matthew 5.37, it says, let what you say be simply yes or no. And then go so far as to say anything more than this comes from evil. Isn't that interesting? Like that's kind of some some pretty potent words there to say, to say something beyond that. But let our yes be yes and our no be no. But here in, in Psalm 119, it's saying that the promise that I have, strong word, I promise to keep your words. Boy, that's a big commitment. And I wonder, do we take that kind of commitment with God's word? Do we take that really, really seriously? The next piece in in this section that I read you, it says, I entreat your favor with all my heart. So what do you think of like the word entreat? It just means to ask earnestly. You know, there's, there's a fervency there in how we're asking. I love the parable of the widow that just kept asking that, that you see, I, I believe it's in Luke. Yes, Luke 18. Had to look that up for just a second. But great parable that Jesus is actually telling. And and the, the context of it is he's telling his disciples that he says, when they pray, that they, this is how you're supposed to pray, that to, to pray and not give up. And then he gives this example of this widow that is going to, in this case, it's a, it, they, we call him the unjust judge, it says in, in verse six, and just asking and asking and asking and asking. And, and basically the judge comes back and he's like, okay, fine. You know, I just really want you to stop bothering me basically. And so, yes, I will, you know, give you what it is that you're asking for. But it's interesting to me that that's the example that Jesus gives that that's how we're to entreat, to ask and to have that fervency in the things that we pray for, that we're to do it like that. We often think of our requests as being either too small or that somehow we're bothering God. I think we think that, right? If you say that out loud, you're probably going to realize how silly that sounds. Maybe even hearing me say it out loud, you're like, okay, well, that sounds kind of dumb. 
There is nothing too small, too big, and anything in between that we cannot entreat the Lord with, that we can't fervently continue to ask. So I love that reminder that that we see here in the psalmist. But he says here in Psalm 118, I entreat your favor with all my heart. So he's specifically asking with all of the things that I just talked about from Luke 18, that persistency, that, you know, not giving up, but he's entreating your favor with all my heart. Now, the psalmist is not asking the Lord, you know, for a favor, like, hey, will you do this for me? You know, it's not that kind of favor. The meaning here is that he's asking for the full face of God, that the Lord would fully look upon us. That's the thing that he's asking for. I entreat your favor, your full face with all my heart. That's what he's asking for. Psalm 27, 7 and 8 also says, Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud, be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek. For some reason, I think sometimes to us, that might sound a little scary. You know, we know that we're sinful. And and to say, Lord, that the, uh, ask the Lord for him to fully see us and for us to fully see his face Maybe sometimes we're like, man, Lord, I don't really want to see all that because we're we're ashamed even of our own sin, right? But we do know we, we can't hide anything from the Lord. We can't hide anything. Proverbs 21, 2, it says, every way of man is right in his own eyes, but it says the Lord weighs our heart. And when you look at that word heart, it, it even goes back to what our motives are. The Lord even knows the things that are motivating us. So we can't hide anything from the Lord. But we're often quick to picture the full face or the favor of God as maybe God has an angry and stern look at us. But think that through a second. If God loves us enough to send his only son to die and not just die, we're talking like a really just horrible, excruciating death. I mean, if he's willing to do that, what should his look be at us? You know, what, what do you imagine it to be? I, I do think sometimes even thinking of that, that God sent his only son to die, we, we think of the verses in scripture that we could probably say by heart. But sometimes I think we take out the meaning and we forget how really meaningful this is. I love in the Old Testament when it gives us the picture of Abraham, Abraham taking Isaac up to sacrifice his only son, because it's, it's a heart-wrenching story, right? You're thinking, man, you know, is Abraham truly going to sacrifice his son? And it pulls on us because think how much, you know, if you're a mom, how much you love your children, what that what that would be like. And, you know, I love also the story with Abraham and Isaac, because no, the Lord was not asking him to do that. But it it gives us, it helps us to walk that, even that emotion through of what that would be like to give up your only son. And that's exactly what God did for us. So that's the kind of love that we're talking about. And and so if we keep that picture in our mind, that's the kind of look, that's the love, you know, that's going to be looking at us. And and so is that going to be looking at us with anger when we when we entreat the Lord for his full favor, for his full face? You know, is the look on his face, is it going to be angry? I don't think it is. I think it's instead filled with compassion and love and mercy. And then the rest of that uh, short little passage is read, it ends with, be gracious to me according to your promise. So good. You know, what, what is it that the Lord has promised us? There's, there's a ton of stuff. I'll, pick, I'll give you a couple. But the Lord has promised us his goodness. Um, Psalm 27, 13 and 14. Love these verses. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. 
And then we're encouraged to wait for the Lord, be strong and let your heart take courage, wait for the Lord. But we're promised there in Psalm 27 that we will look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Man, that can be such an encouraging verse if you just feel like this is the worst season ever. And it can feel like you're not going to see any good. But this word is like, yeah, we are going to see eternal things that are amazing. And we're going to see the full goodness of God in heaven someday. But the encouragement here is that we're also going to see the goodness of Lord in the land of the living on this side. I love that. So we're promised that we will see his goodness. We're promised that he will never leave us. Deuteronomy 31, 8. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Love that. So we are promised that he will never leave us. We're promised peace. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Lots and lots and lots of promises. There really are. Peace, goodness. He will not forsake you. He's not going to leave you. You're not alone. But it's those promises that Psalm 119, when it says, be gracious to me according to your promise. Think of those. Don't let that word just glance over, man. And this is something I can just encourage you, man, when you are looking for, when you're just studying a verse and maybe you're like, I am going to look at one single verse today. Well, when you see that in Psalm 119 and it talks about your promise, the Lord's promises to you, then maybe look at other scriptures that show you and remind you what those promises are. And those will really be encouraging for you. A couple more verses here in that section. Verse 59, it says, when I think on my ways, you know, that part, that's a great reminder to think on your ways, just like it says. There's nothing fancy in in how you can read that. But evaluate where you really are and, and be really real with that. I love to journal or either just like a daily kind of thing or even a prayer journal, but evaluate where you're at and and the things that you're struggling with and take those to the Lord. That, that can be so amazing. But it says, think on my ways. Then also verse 59 says, I turn my feet to your testimonies. This one right here kind of reminds me that guess what? Sometimes our feet might need a little turning. There's a direction change that might need to be done. And then it follows that up in verse 60. It says, I hasten and do not delay. Man. Do we hurry when we hear these things? Man, if our, if our feet need to change a direction with something that we read in God's word, are we quick to turn? Or do we kind of go, well, you know, maybe I should pray about that some more. Or maybe I should talk to fill in the blank, you know? We can even make that sound super spiritual, right? We, we need to seek good godly counsel. That's, that's a good thing to do. Or maybe the Lord is telling you to turn your feet to his testimonies and do it like the ground underneath you is on fire. You know, I mean, hurry to obey. Love that. And then it ends that passage that I read to to turn our feet to his testimonies, hasten and do not delay to keep your commandments. Those are the things that we need to hurry. So just a little teaser there on Psalm 119. I truly, truly just love that chapter. It's not a real heavy study for you this summer, but if you are looking for something that you want to pick up, go check that out. Maybe if you want to do even a little deeper dive on that chapter, check out Pastor Brett's sermons that he did on Psalm 119. I looked it up. There's five of them. So it'll be good. So, all right, there you go. I don't know. Was that too long? Sometimes when I get to talking, I don't even know. But don't forget, go subscribe so you know when I come back throughout the summer. Follow us on Instagram at Women. And I'll probably do some videos and, and little devos of that, of that through the summer. So hopefully, local folks, I hope that I get to see you at the Renewed Conference. But if you're across the country, you know, just a reminder, we will stream that. 
and we'll have that available for you guys on the YouTube channel after that. But I'm looking forward to getting to see some of you guys in person in June. And then I always will be coming, looking forward to just hearing from you guys and let me know what the Lord is showing you through the summer and where maybe you decide to study and that kind of stuff. But don't give up. Don't grow weary in well-doing, but keep plugging away in the word. It's going to be so important for you guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Devoted Podcast. We are a ministry of Athey Creek Christian Fellowship in West Lynn, Oregon. For more resources, or if you need prayer or encouragement, send us an email at devotedpodcast at atheycreek.com.